This film muddles its entire concept with a bizarre, unrefined commentary on mob mentality that is quite simply some of the worst material in either Green's career and the history of this Rocky franchise, which is saying something if you've seen, say, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. It's a shame, too, because once again, there are set pieces that work, and the ones here are particularly brutal. But campy dialogue that calls attention to itself, too much fan service in the references department, sidelining Laurie Strode herself for most of the project, and truly inconsistent characters lead to a final result that definitely doesn't kill. It barely even wounds. Hey, gays and ghouls, I'm Sean Reedy. And I'm Katie Toole. And this is Friday Night Frights. podcast about mob rule, mistaken identity, and really bad dialogue. Oh, horrendous. I mean. Like, y'all. This is like Attack of the Clones level bad dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, and we'll of course get into it as we know, Mm -hmm. but... Like, so this is my second time watching this movie. I watched mm-hmm. it right when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time that I watched it, I was angry. As Yeah, so was I. Yeah. The second time I watched it, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, yeah. It is. It's just completely ludicrous. It is. It is nonsensical in so many ways that, like, it makes every other Halloween movie look like a masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. Like Stanley Kubrick made it. <laughs> like, well, yeah, not but, this, but the others. Right, know, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. The thing is, in Kubrick films, when there's nonsensical dialogue, it's on purpose. Yes. This, I think they actually thought they were writing something profound. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm telling you. Like, which is the problem. Which yeah. is the problem. Yeah. It's, but, yeah, we can get into that. But. It's... Halloween kills, guys. It is Halloween kills, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're talking about tonight. And uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Halloween Kills is, of course, the sequel to Halloween mm-hmm. 2018. Uh, it was announced almost immediately after the, you know, uh, overwhelming success of Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, yeah, we're going to do more, which we all knew. We all knew. Absolutely. Come on. It was inevitable. It's inevitable. Of course, this one was delayed a little bit because of COVID. So, right. Apparently, the original plan was to actually release this and Halloween Ends at the same time in 2020. Like, it was going to be like a, like a double feature type thing. Which I could see. I could see. Yeah. They're like, well, COVID said otherwise. Yep. Fair enough. So it was actually released uh, in the U.S. October 15th, 2021, both in theaters and streaming on Peacock. And I have to say, considering the fact that it was streaming on Peacock, it made a fucking killing in the box office. <laughs> 20... <laughs> <laughs> Halloween uh, kills the box office. Yep. <laughs> Yes, it was only, the budget was 20 million. I say to only, but I mean, that's, that's pretty light for a, for a movie. 
these days. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, you don't need... The thing. The beauty of these movies is that you don't actually need a ton of budget for them. No. I mean... The biggest budget is going to be your gore. Well, the biggest budget is going to be your actors. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and we had some good ones. We had some returning actors here. Yep. Um, some replacement of returning actors here. <laughs> we had Anthony Michael Hall. I mean, you can't. Why? Why not? Why not? Why not? I'm always down for Anthony Michael Hall. In any sense of the... His character's a moron, but... Oh, an absolute idiot. I mean, I just... the she, I mean, just... I mean, I get it. It's a slasher. And in slashers, people don't tend to make the best decisions. But the number of bad decisions in this movie is staggering. <laughs> Katie, evil oh. dies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard about the drinking game that you drink every time somebody says evil t- dies tonight? Yeah, don't do that because you will die. Yeah, like, you will be the one dying. You'll be the one who dies because you'll get alcohol poisoning from mm-hmm. drinking so much because they keep fucking saying that. So here's the thing. I actually didn't watch it last year. Right. I just never got around to watching it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a busy year for me, but like, I just never got around to watching it. And so I watched it for the first time the other day and like, we were like yelling at the screen the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Completely reasonable. You know what, though? I have to say, I have to give it to them to, I, I can, I can be down with a movie that makes me so mad that at least I'm feeling something, at least you I'm know? Something. Just make me feel something. Like, at least there are emotions coming from this movie. Mm-hmm. They're not good ones, but it's one of those, is it so bad it's good? Mm. Mm. Debatable. I don't think so. No, it's... It has a lot of redeeming qualities that all do not surround the plot. Right. The kills? Or the dialogue. Uh, that's... Yes. No, the kills are great. The kills are great. Visually, it's good. Yeah. It's got some some pretty great cinematography. Sure. Has a little bit of a feeling of the... Like, I don't know what it is, but it has a little bit of a Halloween H2O vibe to it. In the visuals, I don't know what it is, hmm. but there's something about it. That's interesting. You know, I haven't actually watched Halloween H2 in a while, mm-hmm. so I'd have to watch it again. But, but yeah, I mean, I can see it. I mean, it's got a lot of references to previous Halloween films. Yes. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's certainly a thing. Even the ones that they pretend don't exist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is great. Because why not? Because why not? This movie kind of made me feel like uh, David Gordon Green should just stop. Just stop. Just Full stop. Don't. Because, <laughs> like, yikes. I am all for horror movies having a point, mm-hmm. right? Like, they can be completely senseless, like, slashers. I'm cool with that, too. Or they can have a point. When you try to have a point and you fail... <laughs> That's where things get sticky for yes. me. And that is where you get Halloween kills. Yep. <laughs> like hot damn. Yeah. It's they they take we'll we'll talk more about it. We'll but, talk more about it. Um they essentially take this point and stab you in the neck with it. <laughs> yes, they do. 
you notice that in this movie, nothing is allowed to happen without being explained explicitly? Yes. Like, no one ever does... No one ever takes an action without, without explaining... <laughs> yes, without explaining why they're... It's like a fucking drama club audition in this entire film. Like, yeah. it's just... And these are good actors, right? If you have... You have... You have Jamie Lee Curtis, you have Judy Greer, you have Anthony Michael Hall, you have good actors, and they're giving poor performances. That is your movie. It is your movie that is bad. Yep. But yes, we will get, we'll get into all of this. <laughs> but first, it is Shock Tale Hour. Tonight's Shock Tale is called Evil Drinks Tonight. Because we had to. <laughs> To a glass with ice, you are going to add four ounces of orange juice and a splash of grenadine. The grenadine will sink to the bottom. In a shaker, you're going to add an ounce of amaretto, an ounce of triple sec, and two ounces of spiced rum, dark spice rum. Kraken, Captain Morgan, whatever brand you want, but just a dark rum. You're going to shake that up. You're going to strain it over a spoon into... The glass of orange juice. Pour very slowly and carefully because if you remember from some of the other drinks that we've made on this podcast, these are all different densities. So you'll have the grenadine at the bottom and then the orange juice and then your uh, liquor mixture will float on top, Mm -hmm. making yourself a black and orange cocktail for Halloween. Spooky. With a little blood mixed in. With a little blood mixed in, yeah. Because <laughs> it is Michael Myers we're talking about. Exactly. If you wanted to make... So the the almond rum mixture will be pretty dark. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to make it darker, you could add like a couple of drops of red and a couple of drops of green food coloring, which would like mix right. to make it black. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to be like black. But yeah, that's your that's your evil drinks tonight. Mm. Sounds delectable. A little bit like an almond Mai Tai. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once you mix it all together. I mean, the effect is going to go away. You probably shouldn't drink it that way because then you'll just get like rum, orange juice. (laughs) Mix it up. It'll be much less pretty. But so take your, take your gram, take your picture for the gram, then mix it up and drink it. It'll be great. Or you can live by my rules and just shoot it. That's true. Be a big shooter. Just a whole. Just drink the whole glass. Like an eight ounce, eight ounce drink. I sound like an alcoholic. I would not do. I mean, shooting at eight ounces of anything would be impressive. Don't do that. (laughs) I would. I take it back. Again, we're talking about. We don't want you to die. Yeah. No. 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 So Halloween kills. (sighs) Halloween kills. Yes. The thing about this movie is that there is some great fan service. Like, I was so excited when Tommy Doyle fucking showed up. Oh, absolutely. I was like, Tommy Doyle? Mm-hmm. Lindsay Wallace? Lonnie? Sure. Why not? But, like... I mean, she's shown up in four other ones, so she might as well show up in this one, too. Right. <laughs> and she's only died in one of them. Right. So, right now. Until here. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like, I I love that they they bring back some... Some characters from the original. Right. The original. Although classics. even that doesn't make sense. Because why are they hanging out with Marion Chambers? Yeah. And why are they still in town? 
Yes. Nobody. Go away. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Actually, like I was going to talk about this in the, the mini show that we're recording directly after this one because mm-hmm. we're going to do a bonus episode tonight. I want I want a television show about the fucking temporal rip that Haddonfield is in that prevents literally anyone from moving out of town. Because why are all these people still in town? I mean, it's a cute town. Don't get me wrong. I understand that it's cute, but Jesus Christ. Listen, Illinois is a big ass state. Yeah, you can go somewhere else. Go more east if you want to have still some like beautiful east coast vibes. Yeah, I, like Midwest. Hey, like, listen, come north. Come to Michigan. Yeah. We're cool here. <laughs> we, we got some cool shit we going on. We got some stuff. We've got some wine up north. It's great. Yeah. Like, why does no one ever leave this fucking town? I don't understand. But, okay, and again, okay, no, here's, it's the same reason that Michael keeps coming back. Seriously, this could be a TV show. Temporal rift. There's something wrong with Haddonfield. (laughs) (laughs) Trademarking that, trademarking it. Nobody steal my idea. We're making a TV show about Haddonfield, and now it's like some kind of freaky thing. It's happening. It's happening. Once I figure out how to make a TV show. But. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We did a podcast. We're doing a podcast right now. Sure. It's <laughs> exactly a show. the same thing. It's basically the same thing with a camera. <laughs> like, we have microphones. We talk to each other. We do videos. We do videos. We are already partway there. Maybe not on an iPhone. But like, you know, <laughs> otherwise. I don't know. Apple keeps making those fucking ads where I, they're like, this I will movie say, was shot on an iPhone. I mean, that's like, true. Fucking there is the, the, <laughs> there is the cinematic version of the... Right. The phone. I mean, you can do a rack focus, and once you can do a rack focus, you're there. You're set. I mean, you're Stanley Kubrick at that point. (laughs) I mean, have you seen Unsane? That was shot on an iPhone, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Halloween Kills. Yep. Yep. Back to the back to the feature at hand. (laughs) So Halloween Kills open. Halloween Kills opens. Wow. The other thing about these new movies is that the titles are kind of tongue twistery. Yes. Both kills and ends. Yes. Like, people have started calling them kills and ends because, like, saying Halloween kills and then Halloween ends, it just, it's a lot. You're talking about kills or ends? It's a lot of syllables. Anyway. And I will not lie. We, like, I would constantly reference one of them and not say which one it is. And then I'm like, kills, no, ends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ends, no, kills. So in much the way that Halloween 2 is a continuation of the same night of Halloween, the original, Halloween 1978, right? Mm -hmm. Halloween Kills is a continuation of the same night from Halloween 2018. Mm So the first thing we see actually is Cameron, who, if you'll remember, was Allison, who was Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter, Mm -hmm. her boyfriend from the first film. Right. Who she dumps partway through. Yep. Which is the only reason he survives to that point. Yep. Because he's just wandering around town, drunk off his ass, and sad. And I mean, he is an asshole. He's an asshole. Looking for his friends and his girlfriend. Yeah. um, Most of whom are dead. Not his girlfriend. Everyone else. He stumbles upon Frank Hawkins, who, if you will remember, was stabbed in the neck by the crazy ass doctor who was obsessed with michael yep who had convinced them all that he was trying to help them catch him when really he was just trying to turn him loose and he stabbed frank hawkins in the neck so cameron finds frank hawkins he is clearly very 
severely injured. He tries to call for help. He realizes that Hawkins is still alive. And Hawkins says that he, meaning Michael, needs to die and he needs to be the one to kill him. Mm -hmm. And then we enter a flashback. This is a pretty heavy flashback. A lot of things happen. And none of the things in this flashback happened in the original film. Nope. Not a thing. So they're just inventing shit at this point. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fair. You are expanding the universe. You're expanding the universe. Obviously, other things were happening in town outside of the Wallace and Doyle houses. Right. right? Exactly. And he had to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. After, like, the entire premise of Halloween 2018 is that he had been locked up in the mental institution for 40 years, right? Right. And at the end of Halloween 1978, he disappears. So, like, there did have to be some kind of, like, apprehension of Michael Myers Mm -hmm. after that film, right? And so that's what we see here. We see Hawkins chasing Michael Myers through the streets. Michael, of course, getting away despite never walking above, like, a comfortable pace. Right. Like he just is gone. Which happens in every movie. Hawkins runs up to him. He's not 30 feet away and he's just gone. So here's my theory about Michael Myers. Ready? I think that he does that to creep people out. And as soon as he's out of their view, he just books it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, look, I'm walking so calmly. And then he like turns a corner. He's like, (laughs) gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Only explanation. Only explanation. Yeah. I'm, I get it. I'm here. I'm here. I'm on board. Yeah. So obviously there is this, you know, town-wide manhunt. Everybody's looking for him. A couple of different things happen. We see Frank Hawkins and his fellow police officers looking for Michael Myers. And we are introduced really for the first time. He's shown oh so briefly in the original film mm-hmm. to Lonnie Elam. Yes. Right. Who is the boy who bullies Tommy in the original film. He's the guy who tells him about Michael Myers. He's the guy who tells him that there's a boogeyman. He's trying to scare him, right? And Lori is trying to say, like, oh, Lonnie doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just a mean boy. Don't worry about it, right? Mm-hmm. This is this kid. Again, just minuscule part in the original. But they beef him up here by creating a face-to-face encounter that he has with Michael Myers. In a scene that doesn't make a ton of sense because there are kids bullying him. Right. Which I get it. Like, I guess it's like this like cascade of bullying, right? Where like the older kids are bullying him and then he bullies the littler kid, right? It's like this sort of like fish eat fish food chain type of thing. But he sees Michael Myers. He apologizes for, (laughs) he apologizes for tripping Tommy Doyle because they don't trust us to know who this character is. No, so they so fully they have it. to fully explain it. And for some reason, upon being confronted with a creepy guy, he immediately just goes into, "I apologize for being mean to that one kid." Who I'm sure you know, right? Like, yeah, why does yeah. it matter? Like, it's just. But anyway, so we see that. So Lonnie meets Michael. I have a quick question. I have an answer. Maybe, probably not. I have two actually. Okay. So one, mm-hmm. who are the Mulanies again? Uh, they're kids. Is that it? I don't remember any other reference to them. Yeah, I just, it, the way that they said it and with how this entire movie has played out it, from right. beginning to end. Like, are they supposed to be significant? Were they someone that we forgot about in the original? Let Maybe. us know. Because I sure don't know who the fuck they are. Um, 
Except for like just the the just like the tough kids and like they have really strange costumes on. Yeah, Lonnie's not wearing a costume, which is hilarious. Like he's he's got a trick or treat bucket, but he's not wearing a costume. He is number twelve. He's number twelve. <laughs> he is dressed like a little boy in nineteen seventy eight. That's wow. his costume. Um. Okay. Second question. Second question. Um, so, because I know we've technically already acknowledged the fact that he gets caught and gets put in a mental institution. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, didn't originally when, tw- like, the 2018 Halloween came out that we were acknowledging, they said that we were acknowledging one and two? Or was it that they were just... No, it was just one. It was just one. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear. I, I think that when we talked about Halloween 2018, we were saying that we weren't sure whether they were acknowledging one and two. And this solidified the fact that they were not, they are not. acknowledging two. Right, yeah, because <laughs> they this said, is... This is the two replacement. Right. Yep. Yeah. With right down to Laurie Strode being in a hospital. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, instead of really doing anything else. Um, mm-hmm. So Lonnie has this face and face-to-face encounter with Michael. Frank Hawkins and his partner find Lonnie, and Lonnie's like, "It was the boogeyman," and he runs away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, clearly Michael's around." And they look up, and they're in front of the Myers house because, of course, they're. And so they go in. Because of course they do. Because of course they do. They found the de- they find the dead dog. Who, uh, if you remember from the nineteen seventy eight film, Michael eats that dog. That's why the dog is in the house. And. <laughs> Uh, they, of course, get attacked by Michael Myers because that's what happens. You're going to the Myers house, you're going to get attacked by Michael Myers. I mean, that's just, that's just, you know, one plus one equals two. So. <laughs> they do some stupid shit like this. Why are you pointing your guns at each other? Yep. Repeatedly. Well, I mean, they are small town cops. That's true. They're right? Not, like, they're, they're not, like, professionally trained. Right. Like, and Frank is not that much older than Lori. No, and he's, like, he's a rookie. Yeah. So, like, he's he's probably only 19 years old at this point. That's fair. Because they do say that they were, like, in high school together. So he can't be more than three or four years older than Lori. Yes. Who is a senior, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, like, 20 at the oldest. Right. So he's a little tiny baby boy with a gun, which yep. is never a good idea. Never a good idea. Um, especially since he decides that he's going to be the hero. <laughs> For some reason. For some reason. And he does not do well with that. So his partner is attacked by Michael. Michael is trying to choke him out. Frank tries to shoot Michael and ends up shooting his partner in the neck. Because... He's covering 90% of Michael's body. And they're moving. And they're moving. And he has like, he's got like the flashlight in one hand and the gun in the other. His like, his hand is like visibly shaking. Like he doesn't have a, he wouldn't have a solid shot on Michael if Michael was just standing there still. Nope. Right? Because he's shaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, adrenaline, panic, whatever. But this is like supposed to be the, the, you know, the source of Frank Hawkins, you know, deep guilt right is that he killed his partner pretty much pretty pretty he killed his partner yeah he straight up did he straight up did like no no real way around it shot in neck didn't hit michael at all nope nope shoots at him another six times yep doesn't doesn't work at all nope 
Yeah, and then his partner, who's just laying on the ground dying, you know, like, and he's like, I'm going to get you some help. And I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry, but like, stop staying with him. I know he wants you to stay with him because he's panicking because he's dying. Right. But you need to like, leave him for a second, go get someone. Mm -hmm. I know he's going to die. There's all these people out there. Right. There's so many people out there. Just yell for help. And then his partner, McCabe, is like, we got him, right? We got him. Did you get, or you got him. Oh, yeah. And Frank's like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sure, we did. Uh, And then CGI's Sam Lewis shows up. Yes. Donald Pleasance actually walks into the door. Oh. He's very dead. Been dead for many, many years. Uh, But... But they should I mean, have superimposed his face onto someone. I mean, it's it's pretty... It's good CGI. It is good CGI. Like, as they go, it's pretty natural looking. Um, anyway, and of course, then, you know, Michael is, Michael is captured. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. And this is actually something that's interesting. Michael allows himself to be cl- captured. Clearly. Oh, yeah. Because, like, if you look at the end of the film, he could have gotten out of that situation. Mm-hmm. No problem. But he just stands there and lets them take him. So like, for right. some reason, he allows himself to be captured. I think it's because Loomis shows up. Yeah. He's like, oh, daddy's here. I better behave. <laughs> Gotta relax. <laughs> <laughs> so then we jump out of the flashback back to 2018. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a good portion of the town does not know what has happened yet. Right. So there are still Halloween parties going on. Including the one at Mick's Bar. Yes. The one at Mick's Bar has a talent show for some reason. I love that. Totally throwing a Halloween party with a talent show. Why not? Why not? Small uh, town vibes for real. I mean, for real. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the local watering hole. We're going to throw back some beers. We're going to sing a song. <laughs> love it. We're going to sing a song. We're going to... I'm going to tell a story that literally everyone in town knows. Yep. <laughs> but for some reason, no one responds when he asks if anyone knows it. Um, <laughs> Does anyone know this? <laughs> no. Like, no, it's just the entire identity of this town. Right. Uh, as you can tell later when everyone goes into fucking mob form. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Like, there would be no way for them to not know. Right. Or there's, uh, you know, a ventriloquist. Because... Every small town needs a ventriloquist. A vulgar ventriloquist, which is the only kind, really. Yes. I mean, if you're a ventriloquist in a bar. Right. Uh, but yes, yeah, so there's a talent show going on. And what we learn is that Tommy Doyle, mm-hmm. Lindsay Wallace, mm-hmm. Lonnie Elam, and Marion Chambers randomly all go to this bar every Halloween to like commemorate the night mm-hmm. at this bar for some reason. So Marion Chambers, if you don't remember, is the nurse <laughs> that was driving the car with Loomis and Michael when he escaped the first time in right. 1978. Mm-hmm. Uh, he attacks, but does not kill her. Right. Which I think is made clear in the original film. I think so. I do think you know that she survived. And Nancy Stevens, who plays Marion Chambers, 
has been in now four Halloween movies. Yes, because she was in no five. This would be number five. Because she, she was, was in, in Halloween. Halloween two. Halloween H two O. Oh yeah, Resurrection. Resurrection. But I can't remember who she like where she fits in in Resurrection. Right. But then I kind of often refuse to watch Resurrection because they killed Lori. I mean. And Mama, don't fuck with that. No. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Like what? It's. A... I was okay with the rest of the film. Like even as stupid as it was. I mean, clearly, it's. I don't think it's as stupid as this. To be honest. No. I think the idea of people going to film a reality show at the Myers house makes more sense than the premise of this movie. Yep. I agree. Completely. But they killed Lori, and I just I can't. I cannot. But anyway, and now she's in this one. So Nancy Stevens just loves being in Halloween movies. She's like, "What? You got? You're making another one? I will be there. I'm in." Say less. Uh, <laughs> say less. <laughs> uh, I mean, we did. It went from Halloween Resurrection to Halloween Kills. It's less syllables. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Wallace is played by Kyle Richards, who played Lindsay Wallace in the original film, which is kind of cool. Uh, apparently, she's also a real housewife, which I didn't know until Sean told me this very evening. Yes. I would have known her as Lindsay Wallace from Halloween. This is how up to speed I am on all other pop culture that is in a horror movie. And I mean, like, let me tell you, I, as, no, I <laughs> do not really watch any of the Real Housewives shows. I only know it from memes. Yeah, it's it's memes, and then like I, you know, yeah, I live with my sister. I've lived with my mom. They both really love mm-hmm. the Real Housewives shows, so they've mm-hmm. been on, and I've sat there for up to an hour before my brain started melting, and I needed to walk away. Like, I need to go. Like I don't care about these rich people problems. <laughs> I do not. Um. So yes, but yes, she is. She is now currently popular from. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. 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 Yes. okay. She's uh-huh. forever Lindsay Wallace in my heart. Uh-huh. Anyway, Tommy Doyle is being played by Anthony Michael Hall, because why not? Why not? <laughs> you know what's so funny is that I didn't actually recognize him, which is crazy. I didn't either. Which is Because, cr- like, once looking at him now, knowing it's him, I'm like, oh, yeah, he doesn't look that different. Like, I should have known it was him, but I just didn't. I guess I just didn't expect him to be in this. So I was like, who's that? Um, but I knew he looked familiar. So, yeah, right. that's Anthony Michael Hall. Well, like, and I was I was talking with Katie about this before we started recording, and I'm like, wait a minute, he was in, he was in Edward Scissorhands? He was. Five years after, uh... The Breakfast Club, Breakfast 16 Club. Candles, really yeah, any of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he does not look at all the same. No, he changes a lot. Yes. He changes a lot. I'm like, that man grew. <laughs> he grew. He balked. <laughs> he went from a nerd to, like... High school hottie. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, now he's in this. Oh, and Lonnie is played by Robert Longstreet, who, if he looks familiar to you, he played the caretaker guy in The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, he did. Brilliantly. Oh, I love Robert Longstreet and like literally anything he does. I mean, and this is another example of, like, you've got a really good actor here. So if, like, people are laughing at how bad his delivery is, it's because your lines are bad. <laughs> we'll get to that line. <laughs> there are several. <laughs> there's, there's so many. So anyway, we're there at the bar. Uh, they also run into Marcus and Veronica, I want to 
to say her name is? Vanessa. So close. Marcus uh, and Vanessa, who were actually in Halloween 2018, we see them just briefly. Yes, they were like leaving. They were leaving to go to the party right. that they're talking about at the bar. Yep. And if you'll notice a like slight like call forward to the next film, she's talking about how his boss is an asshole and a pervert. Mm-hmm. And it's Dr. Mathis, who Allison works for in Halloween Ends. Right. And we see that he is, in fact, an asshole and a pervert. Yep. But that's not really a spoiler. <laughs> no, it is not that important. <laughs> it's not. It's not a huge part of the movie. Um, but so they're sitting there and we've got, so we've got Tommy Doyle, Lindsay Wallace, Lonnie, Marion. They're all sitting there. Tommy gets up on the stage and he gives a speech because that is what everyone is doing at all times in this movie. No one is ever just having a conversation. No, like, it is. It is a full monologue. The 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 waxing poetic that Loomis does in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this movie does that. Yep. They're like, oh, that worked out. Let's just have everyone do that. Mm-hmm. So he does a thing where he pretends that no one in this town, that like only one exciting thing has ever happened in the history of the town, knows that exciting thing, <laughs> and he tells them the story. Right. And then they like toast. They sit down. And, you know, you're doing the whole thing. This is, that's, so that's their night. Then we flash again to Lori, Allison, and Karen in the back of a truck trying to get to the hospital because Lori is bleeding out. Right. Right. So this is, this is the end of the first movie. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you remember at the end of the first movie, they're driving away from the burning Strode compound and the fire department is running, is driving toward it. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, let it burn. Right. They should have let it burn because when they get there, uh, Michael's alive because of course he is. And he just takes out the entire fucking fire department. Yeah. All like 15 of them. <laughs> just like, <laughs> an, there's like a whole crew, whole crew. Hold like a big a ladder truck, a couple of other trucks, whole crew. It's got to be at least nine. Yes. At least nine. And he tricks them into taking him out of the basement where he was trapped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of them just kind of stand there and let him kill them. Yeah, like, they're like, here's my axe. Oh, yours is in my head now. <laughs> yeah, here's my axe. I'm not going to swing it at you. No. But I have it. If I do, it's half-assed at most. At most, yeah. It's like it's like he's just it's it's like he's popping balloons. It's just like there's nothing there. <laughs> I'm spraying you with my hose, but it's not actually a, a firefighter hose. It's <laughs> the hose connected to my house. Yeah, it's just like a just a small stream of water. Yeah, we're just we're just we're just giving you a bath. I'm assuming that their point of them doing that was that like even the fire hose was like not strong enough to. To push him down. Right, which is hilarious. It's still clearly a very slow yeah, stream. Right. It's just, it doesn't look like a fire hose. Because fire hoses fuck people up. Yes. Like, there, there's a whole thing. Uh-huh. You know, like, you know, the go watch a documentary about the civil rights movement. Like, fire hoses fuck people up. Yeah. <laughs> he should have at least been, like, pushed back a little. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's out. He's alive. He's out. Oh, can we just say? Sure. Just because it's the best kill in yes. this scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta How could it. I not say? Come on. 
This movie has an insane body count. I will give it that. Yes. The body count is astronomical. I can, I don't I can't even count them all. That's the only re- I'm like okay, appropriately named. How I many mean, kills? It's... Yeah, hot sure kills. A lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people. Uh so yeah, the the best death is at yeah. the very end. Yeah. When this man, this firefighter just has a buzzsaw. Well, you know, it's like it's like the the jaws of life guy yeah you know like, like the, you know, to you know cut he's open... gonna go cut through something in the house so he's got it and he's got it on but i'm like that's he... the one I, I don't know why he has it on but he okay. just like turns it on to protect himself because he doesn't start it until after michael's killing people oh that's true and he's like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna take this guy on with a buzzsaw and michael's like no no <laughs> i'm just gonna turn that right back on you and just cuts and slice right... through your head yes yeah oh, that's a good one that's a good one really good that's a good one so then Michael, as he does, goes to the next house. He yep. just goes door to door and finds people to kill, which is what, that's his, that's, he's trick-or-treating. That's mm-hmm. his, his version of trick-or-treating. Uh, so he goes next door to the next closest house, uh, which is the home of Phil and Sandra, mm-hmm. who are a somewhat elderly, like late middle-aged, early elderly couple. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Very like old married couple vibes. I love that they're playing with a fucking... They're playing with a drone. A drone. I'm like, what? <laughs> They're going to drink some Beaujolais and Nouveau. Yes. Which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, then they get fucked up. Oh, yeah. This, again. Good kills. Both good kills. Especially, well. Mm. Spoiler. Is it? I mean. Eh. It was a surprise. Yeah. But, like, both of them don't die. Both of them do not die. That is true. No, but you're surprised that she does not because... Michael <laughs> breaks a fluorescent light bulb yep. and shoves it into her throat. Yep. Which, like, you see, if you watch the trailer to this, you see it almost happen. You see it right before it actually goes into her neck. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't It's in there. I was very excited to see it, which is sounds horrible. But, you know, it's a movie, so I mean, it's fine. it's not real. It's we would real. not be excited to see someone actually get stabbed with a fluorescent light not bulb. Not even in the least. I'm not sure a fluorescent light bulb would actually go through somebody's neck i don't know that i yeah probably not their neck because like i think it would it's just they're so fragile like right. i feel like it would just like crumble right but again we're not we're not arguing with the physics of this movie for sure there's there's some there's, there's some, some physics things. that are getting defined there are some things film. and stuff yes my um, first moment of like laughing out loud at this movie is when michael just keeps pulling <laughs> every knife off of <laughs> <laughs> So he's got the husband like bent over the kitchen island and mm-hmm. he takes a knife from their little like they got one of those like magnetic knife strips on the wall. Yep. Which is a great way to store knives, by the way. Don't don't store your knives in a block. It's bad for them. Uh, yes. Takes one off, stabs yes. him and you're like, cool. And then he just keeps doing it. He just keeps pulling every knife. Yeah. He just turns around slowly. He's like, here's another one. Stab. Oh, look, a knife. <laughs> like... I think what what has I mean I feel like this has been established that Michael doesn't have great object permanence so he just like turns <laughs> yeah. around and he's like oh look a knife stab <laughs> oh look a knife stab <laughs> it was it's fucking hilarious yes <laughs> and here though I do have to say is another example of like two people that like do semi stupid things in the moment so like when the husband's walking away. To, like, leave to try to get out. He walks by the... So, like, Michael's in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. He closes the door to the bathroom. Smart. Yep. Then closes the door to the room. It's like a little... 
what is that like a little sunroom or something i don't know what it yeah, is yeah i mean it's yeah it's, it's like i got a it was probably like an addition right yeah. like my grandparents house was kind of funky like that because it like was was just like we want to add space so right like... it's old and so you've got like this add-on and this add-on and this add-on right. and so like yeah sometimes bathrooms end up in weird places like right. out by the garage right so there were two windows from the like that is in between instead of a wall it's two windows right and he just walks by them yeah i'm like Sir. instead of walking away from that that's like, glass perpendicular it's not just a wall it's glass so michael grabs him and kills him with that i think or, it's a like it's a pretty common like slasher fallacy that people think that glass is just like impermeable yeah like, I don't oh look he's on the other side of the glass he's not gonna hurt us i mean with the exception of the fluorescent light bulb it's not <laughs> <laughs> but then very strong very very strong but then um i already forgot her name sandra sandra yeah um sandra is like going to escape and completely unlocks the door yeah and then turns back to him and freezes and i'm like just open the door yeah there's a lot of people just standing there letting him kill them yep which, like, I get to a certain extent. Like, I, I get freezing, freezing with fear. fear. Absolutely. Yeah. But, like, Everyone? everybody does it. <laughs> like, nobody has the flight response. No. It is It is just freeze. Right. Everyone's got freeze. Everyone got freeze. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, while that, that is happening, we're seeing that Lori has been taken to the hospital. She's getting emergency surgery. Allison and Karen are trying to clean themselves up. They're shaken, obviously. They're talking about uh, Karen's husband and Allison's father, who was killed by Michael in the previous film, and how they've now, you know, lost somebody else to this madman and yada, yada, yada. Can I just say about this, too? I know I, I'm going to keep having side notes, but... No, that's fine. Um, the way that they talk about him on the stairs is really, like... I'm like, you're talking about him like he died, like... Like... A couple weeks ago. Oh my god, I said that too. I'm like, she is very, like, calm about this. Like, like she seems she's very accepting. Yes. Yeah. It's like, have you gone through all five stages of grief in the last hour? Because, or are you just in shock? Because, yes, just... it is like, this is something you talk about at, like, somebody's funeral. Yes. Not literally. Like, this is literally supposed to be. Like, two hours? Two hours at most after yes. he died. Yep. And in the interim, they have been attacked. Like, they're just very calm. Again, it's... maybe they're in shock. But it's just... Nobody seems... Like, the thing about this movie is is nobody seems to be having the appropriate emotions in the moment they're supposed to be having them. Nope. And I don't, I don't know exactly why, but it's just like... It's like watching a movie where the, the sound is slightly off from the action... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like with the emotions. It's just like the yes. emotions are happening either a minute too early or a minute too late. And you're like, what is going on? And I mean, like it happened a little bit in the 2018 version. Like there were some responses. I mean, the 2018 version isn't exactly a masterpiece, but compared no. to this one. Oh, it's like, much better. It's much better. It is. Yes. But it's like, I, I do remember like when we did the episode on that mm-hmm. one. And I do remember like talking to you about like the relationship between Lori and Allison and Karen. Karen is is a little odd. They're they're like almost too direct with each other in certain ways. Right. Where they're like just mean. Right. Well, and that is th- that carries over into this but to, to an even greater extreme that like yes. like I said nothing is just allowed to happen and like 
us just figure out what's happening. Everything right. is explicitly explained. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every emotion that somebody's having, every action somebody takes, the mm-hmm. motivations behind their actions, everything is explicitly explained. Yes. Every time. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I get it. I watch movies a lot. Yeah. yeah. I can figure this out. You're not... Your movie's not that deep. We could figure it out without any dialogue, actually. Right. We would know what's happening. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Back at the bar, the news starts to break that, like, you know, these people have been murdered. These people have been found murdered. These people are missing. This is happening. This is crazy. There's some lady on the TV that says, I've lived here my whole life and shit like this doesn't happen. And it's like, how old are you? Because... Do you Shit like this absolutely does happen in this town. It's kind of what happens in this town. It Yeah. I mean, even taking out the rest of the films. Yeah. It happened 40 years ago. Right. If you are over 40 or anyone you know is over 40. Right. Somebody remembers. Yes. That, yes, this does in fact happen in this town. Mm-hmm. And part of the news break is that they mention that, you know, there are escaped mental patients and they show a picture of one of the mental patients. Right, which is weird. Yes. The the extra mental patient is strange. Like, that's just a strange... Which is the entire... That carries the entire subplot of this movie for it some does. reason. It does. For the, the entire, like... If they didn't show that picture, the rest of the movie wouldn't have happened like that. Right. I mean, that's true. <laughs> but, like, also, like, why... I mean, I guess. Is that the assumption? Like, is that why everyone thinks that that's Michael? Yeah, because... Because he showed it, him on the news. Okay, yes. I guess that makes sense. But it... It it makes sense, but it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> like, it doesn't at all. We'll address that again later. There's, just, there's a specific thing with Tabi I want to bring up. That's way later. <laughs> but so, Vanessa and Marcus, who are now, like, primary characters in this film for some reason... Go outside, Vanessa gets in the car, and this escape mental patient is in her car. Right. So she gets out of the car, and she screams, Michael Myers is in my car. Mm-hmm. Right? At which point, Tommy Doyle goes Rambo for some fucking reason, I- and decides to take a baseball bat to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, can, we, can I ask, what does the baseball bat say? This is like Old Huckleberry or something. It's yeah, some, it's, yeah I Old don't, Huckleberry. I don't know why. I don't know why. They point. They point at it twice. They do, and they like explicitly say, "I'm like, was it? I don't remember this being in the films again. Maybe okay. it was. Maybe it is. Maybe it's some like very like small reference that we're just not remembering, which is perfectly. I can't remember this morning. Right. <laughs> Here we are. You know, I got up before work and decided I was gonna make chili. Well, I mean, I decided I was gonna make chili last night, but we got home from your house kind of late, and I was right. like, I'll just make it in the morning. And then when I got up, I, like, didn't actually have time to make chili. So I was late for work today because I made chili this morning. <laughs> it's me, the most me sentence you've ever heard in your life. If that ain't me. Why was I late? I made chili. <laughs> so, like, I was like, my ass decided to make chili this morning. It sounds like a great time, honestly. It sounds delicious. I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> I need to tweak it a little bit, but, but it was good. Um, anyway. So now you've got this this relatively small group from this bar who are big mad, right? Because, okay, so Vanessa says Michael Myers in the car. Tommy goes Rambo. The mental patient in the car tries to drive it away. Mm-hmm. Can't drive. 
like Michael. Right. For some reason, mental patients can't drive in in this franchise. <laughs> he crashes the car. Mm -hmm. and, but he also, he then escapes, right? Mm -hmm. But now you've got this like little group that are like, going to get him. They're going to find him, right? Because they're convinced that this guy is Michael Myers. Right. Because he's always wearing a mask, so they don't know what he looks like. Well, and, and they saw one photograph. Right. And decided that must be Michael Myers. Well, and what's fun, and, and again, like, even with that, they don't see him leave the car. Oh, that's true. The cars are just empty. So right. the only reference they have is that one photo. True. That never once said that it was Michael Myers. No, it said, and they, they made a point of saying that multiple patients escaped. Yep. But clearly the only one they would show was Michael Myers. So then we switch over. There's a lot of elements to this film, by the yeah. way. Just warning you. <laughs> then we switch over to the Myers house, which is actually fun. Like, I, I like that somebody bought the Myers house. Yes. Like, because the idea that it would be empty, like, oh, absolutely for not. 40 fucking years. No, it's not. Like, somebody's going to buy that goddamn house. And not only did someone Have buy you ever it. tried to buy a house? Uh, right. Like, the market is tough. You're going to buy the fucking murder house. Absolutely. It's a nice house. And, of course, it'd be the gays. The gays. <laughs> the gays who are slightly obsessed with the fact that they live in the murder house. A little bit. Which, like, is a very gay thing to be. Yep. Hi, here we are. So, yes. <laughs> it is, so, it is occupied now by two gay, a, a, a gay couple who call themselves Big John and Little John. Which is really cute. Which is really cute. <laughs> Little John is bigger than Big John, which yes. is even better. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, who are they? Uh, I forgot the actors' names. Oh, I don't know. They are played by Scott MacArthur is Big John. Michael McDonald is Little John. Which you may know Michael McDonald. I don't know Scott MacArthur. I recognize his face, but I can't place He's, him. He is familiar. But Michael McDonald, you know from Mad TV. Oh my God, is he Stuart? He's Stuart. Oh my God, he's Stuart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I saw him pop up, I was like, beg your pardon. Stuart. <laughs> I love it. That's fucking hilarious. And they do have a little bit of a, a just a, they do have some comic relief in this movie. They do. And it, it's these guys. Yes. Let's see. Let's see if we can figure out what Scott MacArthur's been in. I mean, okay. So he was in the Righteous Gemstones. He was in the Mick. Um, he was in the Babysitter, Killer Queen, the sequel. So it's out, it seems like he's been on a lot of like TV shows. Yes. Various. Yeah, looks like he's just like a character actor, pops up. Oh, oh. he was apparently also on Mad TV. Yeah. Oh, but only for one episode. Yeah. So. That's how they got together. That's how they got together. They met. To, they met on Big Mad John TV. and Little John. Oh, I love it. So yes, they call themselves Big John and Little John. Uh, they dance to weird music in their study, uh, in which they have a taxidermy cat. I mean, this is just like the gays. Oh yeah. Personified. Mm -hmm. They do a great job. I don't know who designed this house, but it was a gay. It was a gay. <laughs> for sure. Yes. Um, then they get a knock on their door and there are children at their door, which is not alarming on Halloween. But these mm -hmm. children are alarming because they are psychotic. Yes. The kids are. There's just so much like people being mean. To a degree that people simply are not. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry, they're just not. It's just weird. Like, kids don't do this. No. I'm sorry, they just don't. Like, this is like a... So, anyway. So, kid answers the door. No. 
They answer the door. There's a little girl there. She says, my sister bit into a candy bar that you gave her and she there was a rusty razor blade inside. Right. Which, like, they should know is bullshit. They gave out the candy. Right. But <laughs> but they rush out because there's, like, a there's another little girl on the floor or on the ground on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Words. Who's all bloody. So, like, no matter how it happened, there's a bloody child. So they're like, ah. And, and out they go. And there's, and yeah, and there's vomit on the ground. There's, and there's vomit a... and a razor blade. Right. In the vomit. In the vomit. <laughs> it makes sense. And then the I front see. door of their house slams. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what was that? And then they realize that these children are faking it. Yes, because another child bur- bursts out of the house with their bowl of candy. Yes. This was their whole thing. This they... was their plan. They were luring the adults out of their house so that they could commit larceny? Yeah. Let me steal all your candy. Burglary, actually, yes. I think. Yeah. Like, they could have called the cops on them. Mm-hmm. But what they do instead, or what they try to do instead, is to scare them. Right. Right? They're like, oh, do you know whose house this was? Oh, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> I understand that this is how the scene had to move forward, right? Right. That the kids had to still be there. But, like, why didn't they just run the fuck away? I know. They were, like, standing there talking. They were like, them. we got your candy. I know. Okay. And these two grown-ass men didn't just, like, grab the kid by the collar and take his candy back. Right. It's like, hello? He was like, let me stare, just terrify you instead. Right. So, yeah, they're like, oh, this was Michael Byers' house, and you went in uninvited, and now the boogeyman's going to get you, right? Like, they're, they're yeah. trying to scare them. Mm-hmm. doesn't work, because these are very modern children who are psychotic. They do get scared eventually, but yes. that's because he actually shows up. Um, they are, however, wearing fucking silver shamrock masks. Yes, they are. All three of them are, and yep. it is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Wonderful reference. Yes. So they run away. The gays go back in their house. Mm-hmm. And of course, during that distraction, Michael actually gets into their house. Uh, but we don't we don't see that right away. Well, do, does, he, does he at that point, actually, or is he still somewhere else at that point? Because there's the knock at the back door and there's a knock at the front door. But he, no, I think, mm, I don't know. See, it didn't really make that much sense because there was a knock at the back door, knock at the front door, but then suddenly Michael was upstairs. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, I think whenever he's not in, I think whenever he's not in view, he's just he's like running. running. <laughs> <laughs> he just books it. Up he's the actually the fastest guy you've ever fucking seen. But is light on his feet because he ran up those stairs, but yep. then suddenly doesn't doesn't make a noise until he steps on the wood. Upstairs. Well, you know, he's got those special shoes. Oh, you're fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, special shoes. <laughs> but before that happens, because I don't think that happens just yet, does it? No. Before that happens, we're back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Where Karen, Allison, just Karen and Allison, because they lie to Lori about it at first, mm-hmm. learn that Michael survived the fire. Yes. And that he has escaped. Mm-hmm. And that he has already killed more people. Yep. Karen is convinced that he's coming to the hospital. Which is, I mean... Which is fair. It's a fair assumption. Because, I would assume the same thing. Yep. In the interim, Cameron has arrived with Frank Hawkins. Yes. So Cameron's at the hospital. He and Allison meet in the hallway. They kind of make up mm-hmm. a little bit. And then the whole like small mob from the bar shows up at the hospital because they're there to get Cameron because turns out Lonnie is Cameron's dad. Right. 
Which is hilarious because I feel like in the last movie, Lonnie didn't know a ton about Michael Myers. Right. (laughs) And that his dad is Lonnie. Like, I mean, I guess maybe Lonnie like decided to not talk about it. Right. Like to go that route rather than like the only talking about it route that Laurie went. Right. Like, so people respond to trauma differently. Right. But. So I think that's when like he tells her in the hospital about them getting together. He's like, yeah, no, they're not. You know, he's not dead. He's still out there. He's still killing. So the small mob is there. They decide that they're going to go and find him. Mm -hmm. And Allison decides that she's going to go with them. And so here they are. They're driving around. They're looking for stuff. Mm -hmm. Looking for stuff and things and guys named Michael. Well, and they separate to a degree. They separate to a degree. Yeah, they kind of get into like small groups. Right. You know. Spread out. Again, they just keep focusing on that fucking bat, and I don't know why old Huckleberry is, like, significant. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so in one car is Vanessa, Marcus, Lindsay, and Marion. And they drive by a park, and they're, like, children. And it's the same kids who were terrorizing the gay guys. Yep. What she learns quickly is that Michael is at the park, and he has just been, like, taunting these children but they don't even realize it yeah they're just like he's just been creeping out popping out every once in a while there's a creepy guy in a white mask over there and they're like i think he's a pervert but you're just like fine with him standing there these are psychotic children like if i was a kid and just saw some dude i'd be like gotta go bye yeah gotta go what finally scares them is he's wearing He's not wearing. No, he's not. He's wearing his own masks. He's holding their friend's bloody mask. And so they finally run away. And I think that's the last time we see those kids. Like, it, it makes it seem like they're going to be much bigger characters than they actually end up being. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the last time we see them. So now here we are. Michael, of course, jumps on the car, right? Because he's going to, like, attack Marion in the same way that he attacked her the first time. By going through the car. Yeah, and I... Again, here we are. Stupidity. Yeah, who has the keys? Does Lindsay have the keys? I think Lindsay has the keys, which I'm like, leave the keys in the car. Number one. Uh, number two, um, the windows, while again, we know that glass is not impenetrable, um, were at least like partially protecting you. Stop shooting them out. <laughs> You're especially, not going to hit him. Especially the one... Right next to you, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've done this before. Right. <laughs> but so, she's got a gun, and she's like, she points it right at his chest, and she says, this is for Dr. Loomis, and, and then gun jams. Yeah. Or she's out of bullets, or one of the other. I think she she's might out of bullets. Be out bullets, bullets. At this point. Um, yeah, so she shot out all the windows She first. gets real dead. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She shot several shots already. Mm-hmm. So she gets real dead real quick. Marcus, who's dressed as a doctor, by the way, we should... We should point that out. He's, that's his Halloween costume. He's a doctor. Uh, he's got a stethoscope. He tries to uh, strangle Michael with a stethoscope, gets stabbed in the eye. Bad news bears for him. Uh, what happens to Vanessa? Uh, Come on, we're going to see. Oh, no. This is the one time where she, like, I don't think Michael ever technically uses a gun, but he uses it against her. Oh, yeah. 
Which was a very... This is a good kill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he meant to do that. No, he was just like, get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> so You're shooting at me poorly, ma'am. Right. Let me show you how to shoot. It's so <laughs> yeah, so she's shooting. He kicks, he kicks the car door open and it like... It's the gun, which like spins around. I don't think that would happen, but it spins no. around and, and, and shoots her in the head. Yeah. She accidentally shoots herself in the head. It's basically the same kill as the buzzsaw, but like with a different weapon. Right. Like yep. I'm going to take your weapon and just like turn it around. But it works. It works well. It's still, it's a different, it's the same, but different in a good way. Yeah. 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 No, um, it's a great moment. Like I laughed out loud. Yes funniest kill that one yeah most like gruesome is the knife in the eye oh yeah because it goes up it's just like me and like you see the whole thing yeah it was it was good uh so Lindsay hits him she has the pillowcase that the kids dropped Mm -hmm. uh, and she had put bricks in it somehow or bricks just hanging out in the park and uh she tries to hit him with it doesn't work but she tries to take his mask off because she remembers Mm -hmm. he doesn't like taking his mask off so like it stalls him enough as he's like readjusting his mask that she manages to run. And she actually fucking runs. She runs. She doesn't walk. She doesn't freeze. She doesn't turn around. She doesn't do anything. She runs mm-hmm. away. She does stop and hide, which normally I do feel like is something that is not a good idea because you usually get caught. This time though, she hides well. She's got a good hiding place. She does have a really good hiding place and does not get caught. So, she is injured, though. Yes. Like, I don't know if... It's hard to tell exactly what injury she has. I know she falls down. He probably, like, fucks her up a little. Yeah. But she's injured. What's funny, though, too, again, side note, this scene. She's (laughs) running. Her face is completely clean. Yep. The next time that we see her, her face is super dirty. She just rolled around in that mud under that bridge for a minute. I'm like, what she was just chilling. The back of her should be dirty. Yes. What happened to her face? I don't understand. She just like grabs the mud and just like, just like pressed her hand into the dirt and then touched her face. So then we're back in the hospital. Karen realizes that Allison has run away to go chase Michael. Lori wakes up. Karen lies to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By... Letting her think that she had that they did get Michael and that he is dead, right? Because she knows what will happen and what does happen as soon as you know later on when Lori does learn that he's not dead, is she immediately gets up out of bed to try to go get him. Yep. And she doesn't want that to happen, so she's like, "Yep, yep, sure we did. We sure did, Mom. We did all the things and stuff." And then, uh, then they wheel in Frank, mm-hmm. who also is you know gonna recover. He's fine. Okay, I have to throw back. I just realized something that I did not address what? that I believe did happen earlier. Okay. Um, this is back when Allison is back and is still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And she looks into a room. Oh my God. How yep. did I not? We completely missed this. Okay, so folks, here's the thing. <laughs> Morgs don't have windows. No. It's not the fucking newborn nursery. Like, you can't just stand there and look at the dead bodies in a random hallway in a hospital. And last time I checked, it wasn't, like, on the main floor usually. Usually it's, like, in the basement. basement. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Main floor. Completely surrounded by windows. 
And my wife is a pathologist and she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is <laughs> not how this works. No. And not only is the, like all the windows are just like not covered, but then neither is the fucking dead doctor that's on the bed lying completely naked. Yeah. Like you, you see, you like, you see like side penis. Yeah. You get side, you get side shots. Of that dick. Of dead man dick. Yeah. I don't want that. Don't want that. And like, I get it. Like, at first we're like, okay, is it maybe that they are just like, you know, just trying to triage because they're getting so many bodies and this is just a normal hospital room that they've like, no, 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 look closer. It's definitely the morgue. Yes. Like, there's the scale and the, like the little washy thing and the, like, it's uh-huh. the morgue. And she's got like windows. <laughs> and it does not. I assure you it doesn't. No. It's not and a thing in any hospital ever. No. And we'll have to address this again later. It comes back. Right. It does come back. So yes. So that, yes, that did happen before she ran away. Mm-hmm. Now, Vanessa, Marcus, Marion are fucked. Lindsay got away. The other group, Tommy, Lonnie, Allison, Cameron, right? Yes. Yep. Are driving around. They see... Mm-hmm. Lindsay's car and are like oh shit they find Vanessa Marcus's and Marion's bodies Mm -hmm. and they're like oh shit and also I love that again they all have the masks on they all have the masks on yeah yes um but they find Lindsay they're like okay we need to take Lindsay to the hospital so that's how they get back to the hospital meanwhile at the hospital Lori and Frank are having this slightly strange conversation (laughs) Just another monologue. About yes. how they've, like, always had the hots for each other or something. Yeah. At first, I thought that they were implying that Frank was Karen's father. Oh. I did not think that, but that's that's fair. That does Until seem he's like, it was just a kiss. I wanted to be more. And I was like, oh. Right. But, like, when, at first, when she was like, do you remember that night? I was like, oh, my God. Are they about to tell us that he's fucking Karen's father? Yeah, because we never find out anything about that, do we? I mean, it's. I think they like. There's like a throwaway line about how her dad like couldn't handle it and ran off or something, right? right? Like couldn't handle yes. Lori's Lori, Lori. Yeah, couldn't handle Lori. <laughs> Period. Which like fair enough. Fair enough. Like she had, she had a compound. Yeah. Not healthy. So anyway, they have this sweet little interaction. So it's kind of a. Strange shoe-in, weird romance that they do in both this one and the next one of Frank and Lori having like a flirtation. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, Frank is only a few years older than her. Like I said, he was like nineteen twenty tops, right? In nineteen seventy eight, and mm-hmm. like I think they were in high school together. Yeah, at least part of high school, right? And they bring up they bring up Ben Tramer, which is hilarious. Why isn't he in the movie? I don't know. Right? Like, why isn't Ben Tramer? Like, if Lonnie shows up, why can't Ben Tramer? I don't know. And but Lori's like, guess what? Good news, I killed him. And he's like, oh good. <laughs> it's like, nope, 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 nope. Mm-hmm. You nope, did, sure except didn't. no. You did, but then you didn't. Yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. Oh, also Sheriff Brackett is in this. Oh yes. Like yes. we should. I guess this is like this is the first time you really see him that much. But like he's now a retired, obviously retired, right? We knew that because the right. new sheriff is the new sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's working as a security guard at the hospital, which is convenient because that means he knows what's going on. You know, and of course he's like gung ho about getting Michael, obviously, because mm-hmm. Michael killed his daughter Annie. 
in the original right. film. Yes. And then we like flip to, so of course, like the mob is coming back to, you know, as we stated, the mob is back to the, at the hospital. Right. Because they brought Lindsay. Yes. But then also the people that are already checked into the hospital and are waiting are starting to get antsy and panicky because there's so many of them at this point, the hospital can't handle them. Right. And there are already a lot of bodies. Like, remember, this is just a continuation of the first film. So everyone who died in the first film is basically being transported to the hospital right now. Like they are dealing with a massive, massive death event Mm -hmm. that they are not equipped for. Because who would be, really? But So Tommy walks in, and he goes Rambo again. Mm-hmm. And he makes a speech, because that's what he does, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, he incites a riot. <laughs> Very easily. So easily. <laughs> and it's like, the, the new sheriff is like, uh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> like, yes, he's like very... He's very upset. And yes. he's like trying to contain it. He's, he has no hope of doing so. No. Um, and this is when they start saying fucking evil dies tonight. Mm-hmm. Every 25 seconds. Yep. Really until the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at some point, very shortly, they will start chanting it. Oh yeah. They chant it. God forbid. Do not take shots every time that they say it because <laughs> you will, don't. you will die. Um, if anything, I mean, if you really wanted to play the drinking game, maybe just like down your one drink that you had. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, you're, you know, you're, you've got, you're going to have your evil drinks tonight, yep. right? Just take mm-hmm. a little sip each time they say it. Yes. You'll go through probably about three of those and then you'll be good. You'll mm-hmm. be good. Be nice and buzzed, <laughs> but you won't be dead. Right. No shots. No shots. No shots. Not, not here. Nope. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Lonnie. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> or Tommy, sorry. Tommy incites a riot and then finds Lori and was like, hey, he's not dead. But I'm going to get him because you protected me when I was a kid. So I'm going to protect you now. Right. It's like, this is a great way to do that. And uh, then he runs back out. Right. <laughs> he's just like running. He's just like running amok in the hospital. He's just like running from room to room. Like <laughs> literally running through the hospital. He's just going to every room and saying, so evil horse, dies tonight. In the hospital. And then just goes to the next. <laughs> <laughs> the, there are people in the hospital with like a broken arm just because it just, it just happened to, right. it just happened. Like, Michael Myers caused this somehow. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. And evil dies tonight. And evil dies tonight. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, good. (laughs) And then Lori goes into a full-blown, like, rage, essentially. Like, she's like, okay. she would. I'm going to kill him then. Because... She's going to get out of bed. Yep. She, like, very dramatically stabs herself with, like, the morphine. Yes. Which I'm like, why? Why? Like, you know you don't actually have to do that that way. No. I'm like, you just stabbed your hip bone. Like <laughs> She, like, stabs herself in the ass. I'm like, it's not a hormone shot. Like, no. you can do it anywhere. And she has the knife. She has the knife that Allison left for her. Because mm-hmm. somehow Allison still had a knife. Because, you know, it's not because... It's not like they encountered any law enforcement at any point that were going to, like, confiscate things. or Right. Uh, but, yeah. So, that's what's happening at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now we flip back. Now we flip back to the Myers house. Mm-hmm. Where Big John and Little John... Are high as fuck. Are high as fuck. <laughs> Watching a movie. I can't... I I feel like I know this movie. 
Is it a real movie? It's a real movie. No, it's a real movie. It's called like Minnie and Moskowitz or something like that. Yeah. So this is what they're watching. They're watching Minnie and Moskowitz, which is like not a Halloween movie. I don't know what they're watching. No. Because they're gay. Because they're gay. So anyway, there's another knock at the door. So there's a knock at the back door. They check it. There's nobody there. There's a knock at the front door. Big John, who remember is the smaller one, goes out there with a golf club. And his husband is like, honey, don't, we don't want to get sued. Come back. Which is fair. Fair and valid. Yeah. Little John goes back to the back door and realizes that someone has, in fact, broken into their house. Mm-hmm. Because they see, because he sees a bloody handprint, which would be alarming. At which point, Big John starts taking off all of his jewelry, but doesn't take off his wedding ring. And picks up the world's smallest knife. <laughs> I got this knife. And they start to search their house. Which I'm like, guys. Just leave. Leave the house. Like, I heard a noise upstairs. Shit's happening. There's a bloody handprint. Like, just hearing a noise, sure. Bloody handprint? Gotta go. The fuck out. Yeah, gots to go. Peace. Goodbye. Nope, don't know where that blood came from. Don't want to know. Don't need to know. Gonna go get someone else. Yep. There's either a very injured person mm-hmm. or someone who has injured someone right. in our home right now. Mm-hmm. Either way, we need authorities. Yes. We need medical professionals. We and need someone other than us with our tiny knives. And just pointing out the fact that if someone was injured, they'd be asking for help. That is true. They wouldn't be hiding. No. So yeah, that's true. The bloody handprint coupled with the hiding mm-hmm. says bad news bears all around. Yes. All signs point to, let's, gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we're back at the hospital, and uh, there's a riot. Mm -hmm. Tommy is inciting a riot. This is when they start chanting, evil dies tonight, evil dies tonight. Uh, Lori's up and out of bed, Mm -hmm. dressed, still extremely injured. The sheriff is just staring at everybody. He's like, I don't know what to do now. (laughs) He doesn't know what to do. I mean, he is out significantly. I mean, they are outnumbered, but right. like they have guns. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't shoot in a hospital. Oxygen. <laughs> I don't think there's a ton of oxygen in the waiting room. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But the reason you know, as the viewer, that Michael Myers is not at the hospital, which is what the crowd thinks, is that Michael Myers is clearly at the Myers house. Right. Stalking the Johns. Mm -hmm. Also, you do see the escaped mental patient. Right. Who you know is not Michael Myers. Right. Because you saw him. But for some reason, the entire mob says, I saw that face on TV and I'm relating this somehow. That's that's Michael Myers without his mask. That man has a beard. Yeah. No. How did he fit that beard under that mask? That man is like a solid foot shorter than Michael Myers. Oh my God, he is. And heavier. (laughs) And and heavier is that man. Yeah, I just, mean, it doesn't, it's not. I mean, I guess they, no one's really seen him. No one's really seen him, but that's why you shouldn't assume you know what he looks like. Right. At one point, Karen literally yells, you don't know what he looks like. Right. That's not him. You don't know what he looks like. Yeah. And the fact that they're like, I, they even acknowledge the fact that he always wears his mask. Well, he's not wearing his mask. Hmm. How about you take a second and pause and think, maybe this isn't him because he doesn't have right. a mask on. Would he be out without his mask on? Right. 
The answer is no. The answer is no. He doesn't like that. He wants to wear his mask. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, that was effective. Yeah. But yes, Michael is in fact back in the Myers house and he is some pissed off that there are people in his house. Yep. Uh, he literally pops Big John's eyes out. After stabbing him in the armpit. Oh yeah. Which is so uncomfortable. I mean, that seems like it'd be a bad place to be stabbed. Yeah, just uh, ugh, ugh. Seems like uh, that would hurt. Yeah. I no. mean, think how much it hurts when you nick yourself shaving. Yep. I mean, just go ahead and like jab a, jab a finger in your armpit. I know that sounds like a weird <laughs> statement, but like, just go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know what? It hurts. It does hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's not a knife. <laughs> no. Um, and then little John just like stands there and lets Michael kill him. Yep. Like everyone else in this fucking movie. Uh-huh. Screams no. Which doesn't stop him. No. Not deterred. He just stands in the doorway. And, like doesn't run downstairs. Nothing. Just accepts his fate. So yeah, so the hospital all hell's broken loose because they're they're chasing this man. And the funniest thing is that Lori is like going along with the crowd until she sees him and realizes it's not him. Then she calls everyone else a sheep. Yep. She's like, you fucking sheep, it's not him. I'm like, you were chasing him before. Like you were in the crowd until you realized it wasn't him. Yeah, not 30 seconds ago, man. Right? <laughs> like, high horse much. Yeah. Uh, so she, of course, like, re-injures herself, right? She, like, pops her stitches or something, so. Yeah, she, like, Because <laughs> she assaults somebody. Yeah. A doctor runs into her, because they're all running, runs mm-hmm. into her, and she just takes him and slams him into the wall. Yep. And, like, knees him, which, mm-hmm. in turn, like, rips open her stitches. Yep. So they get her back to her uh, bed. So then. Oh, yeah. So this is where we have the second instance of what the fuck. <laughs> Is with this morgue. Earlier, while the mob was breaking out, Oscar, the dead friend, the mm-hmm. one from the first movie that was hung by his jaw on a fence, mm-hmm. um, his mom shows up to the hospital because she got a call saying that her, his, her son's there. Which and, okay, and of course, she's freaking out, which is, that's valid. Mass murder event. Yeah. Mass Maybe murder event. Son's in the hospital. Has no information. Mm-hmm. Fair and reasonable freak out. While the mob is freaking out at this point, she sees her son in the morgue. Yep. Dead. They've just put him there. Uncovered. Uncovered. Face all fucked up. Face all fucked up. Yeah. Just like, you know, some kind of fucking Victorian operating theater. I don't understand. (laughs) The lawsuits that this hospital is going to experience. I mean. I'm just saying. It's going to be a bad time. They're going to get shut down at this point. Because Jesus. Mm -hmm. Someone's making some choices here. Yep. So everybody's chasing the guy who's not the guy. Mm -hmm. They put Lori back in her bed. Karen goes to find the guy to try to get him to safety. Mm -hmm. Lori's like, we need to let him come after me and kill me because that's, I'm who he wants. I'm who he's always wanted. And Frank's like, honey, no. It has nothing to do with you. Right. You just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. And then... You know, more recently, the doctor guy brought him to your house. Right. Like, he wasn't he wasn't specifically looking for you. He just likes killing people. Like, it's just, he just goes door to door. It's like, trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Just door to door, gets his treats mm-hmm. and his tricks. 
he did happen to recognize you because yeah he you... oh he's like oh right i mean yeah after you got away the first time when he saw you again he was like oh fuck unfinished business i'm going after this bitch right, right. but no he wasn't after you specifically right he just wanted to kill he just wants to go home mm-hmm. that's where he goes every time uh and frank confesses to her that he you know accidentally killed his partner and then also confesses that he stopped Loomis from shooting Michael in the head that night. Not in the original film. In the original film, Loomis shoots him like he empties right. a revolver into his chest and he falls out the window and then disappears. Right. But in the flashbacks that they inserted mm-hmm. after... Because that's, that's, that's when he's still with Lori. And then he walks, and then he walks away, and he disappears in the first one, in the original. Yes, in the original, he just disappears, and we don't see where he goes. Right, and then this is right after that. Right, this is so he goes. You know, he ends up back at his house. Mm-hmm. There's the altercation with the two policemen. Hawkins kills his partner by accident. Right, and then at the beginning of this film, we see that Michael is just standing outside. Right, Loomis tries to shoot him in the head, and Hawkins stops him. So he's saying that all of this is actually his fault. Mm-hmm. And Laurie's like, "No, no, it's not your fault." And he's like, "Oh, it's not your fault." And they're like, "Oh, it's not your fault." Okay. Meanwhile, the other escape mental patient is like running through the hospital trying to get away from the mob. Right. Karen is running after him, trying to find him before the mob does. And he's hiding in some room on an upper floor of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And she finds him and she sort of like, you know, approaches him in a way that's like calm and reassuring. And she's like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm going to help you. Let's get out of here. I know, I know that you're not actually the guy they're after. It's just, you know, they're a mob. They, they're scared and they don't know what they're doing. Right. So, like, let's get out of here. Uh, and so she takes him and she locks him between two doors in a hallway. Mm-hmm. The mob shows up. She's screaming at Tommy, stop them, stop them. And he's like wait it's not him and she's like no uh and the mental patient breaks a window and jumps out because that's the only way out he can see right and goes very splat on the concrete floor very effective very sad very sad very splat Mm -hmm. yeah that was a it was a very graphic splat my Mm -hmm. friends and then no one is arrested there are no consequences nope the sheriff is just like sitting in the stairwell like well i done fucked up and it's like you don't go arrest somebody really tommy doyle should should be arrested absolutely be arrested inciting a riot is a crime yes (laughs) it's not even protected by the first amendment no it's in fact inciting a riot which is what he did and the fact that he's all sorry now because the man that he got killed was not the bad guy uh, yeah, he should be in the back of a cop car, mm-hmm. but somehow he's not. And he and, and Karen have this like heart to heart about how like, he's like, oh, I know I fucked up and I'm sorry. As if they have some kind of relationship, which is weird. Right. <laughs> like, why do they even know each other? Like I get somewhat small town, but like, I'm sorry. Then Brackett, who was all fucking gung ho about this again until the guy hits the pavement. Yep. It's like. Oh, now he's turning us into monsters. And it's like, everyone seems to be having a lot of revelations right after they're doing exactly what the rest of the mob's doing. Yep. 
<laughs> so then we flash back. Then we flash back to 1978 to a completely the, a completely unnecessary scene in which uh, Hawkins' commander is like saying, covering up the the accidental killing, essentially. Right. Which I mean, like I guess, like I guess it's still it, it, the only thing that I can say is that it at least explains why he's still on the force. Right. Right. <laughs> Because otherwise he would be long gone, long, like you were a short-lived member of this police force. But like, I feel like especially back then, even if it had been like, yes, I was trying to shoot the bad guy and accidentally shot my partner, you still wouldn't get in that much trouble. That's true. Right? Like, I don't know why it needed the like big cover up. Right. But yeah, he like, he switches gun, it's, it's a whole big thing. Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison don't know that any of this has happened because they did go back to the hospital with Tommy to take Lindsay. So, like, they're not at the hospital. They're still out searching for Michael. And they figure out, shockingly, because it doesn't happen every goddamn time, that he's going home. Shucker. (laughs) Just where he goes every time. Right. So they're like, okay, we're going to go there. We're going to get him. They show up. Meanwhile, Karen, again, Karen and Tommy have this heart-to-heart and they're like, okay, we're gonna go find the kids. We're gonna find Lonnie. We're gonna kill the bad guy. We're gonna do. We're gonna make this right. All right. right. We're gonna. We're gonna get in the car. Yeah, Tommy is. <sighs> so they make this plan, but like every single time that Tommy talks, it is the most dramatic statement. Yeah, he's just like every he, time he's doing the like action hero end of the movie speech. Right. In every line of dialogue he has. Yep. Because he's manic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think. It seems like it. <laughs> I mean. So they make this decision, and then Lonnie and, the, and crew arrive at the Myers house. Yeah. And Lonnie's like, hey, hi, you're going to stay in the car. <laughs> and they're like, mm, no. <laughs> I'm going to kill the man that killed my father, says Allison. No, they do. They're like, okay, fine, we'll stay in the car. And then they hear... One gunshot, and they're like, okay, get in the other car. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes in there and is just killed immediately. We don't even see him killed. We don't know what happens. He just ends up hanging off the uh, attic staircase. Yeah. So he Yeah, yeah he is really quickly shoved into the attic. Yeah, he's just like, bye. So he goes in. Yes, gunshot. They end up going inside. Um... To, you know, go see if they can help Lonnie. Because, you know, it's his dad. It's his dad and all. Um, Solidary and all. And they're searching the house. They find Big John and Little John. Anne Murray is playing for some reason. Yeah, the... Yeah, what? Choice. Choices. Because the music was not playing at the point when they were going through the house, correct? No, he turns the record on. And it's not the record that the guy was playing earlier. So he changed right. the record to Anne Murray. That's right. So, like, Michael likes Anne Murray, apparently. I mean, it, it brings him back <laughs> to the good old days. All the way back. <laughs> uh, so they're finding. So, you know, they. And eventually, of course, they find Michael, or rather, Michael finds them. Mm-hmm. Cameron sees. His father's body, and while he's distracted by the fact that he's seeing his father's body, Michael attacks him, stabs him in the stomach. He goes down. Yep. Allison comes, tries to defend Cameron. 
gets shot down the stairs, breaks her leg. Or at least severely twisted. I guess we don't know that's broken, but injures severely. Injures her leg. Uh, Cameron takes the uh, knife out of his wound, which is a bad idea. And just sets it down next to him. And just sets it down. And then he tries (laughs) to grab the gun. At which point Michael just goes ham on him. Yep. He he picks him up. He's smashing him into walls, and he smashes his head through the through the like the banister, I guess. Balustrade, like, I think, yeah. when it's the top, right? Yeah. And he's like smashing his head one way, he's smashing his head the other way. He's like smashing him up, down. He's like stabbing him with the pieces of wood in various places. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely breaking his neck definitely yeah well i mean breaking breaking his collarbones and everything i don't think his neck is broken at that point but uh they shoot a jack-o'-lantern that's in a closet oh yeah forgot about that (laughs) yeah forgot about the jack-o'-lantern why the fuck is there a jack-o'-lantern in the closet it's not even like a like a fake jack-o'-lantern like it's not just like a a real ass pumpkin put away yeah exactly like why on the shelf in the in (laughs) unless michael put it there but why did he do that for the same reason that he took, that he put on the different record. I guess. Just fucking with him. Yeah. yeah. So Allison tries to lure him downstairs to come after her and leave Cameron alone. Right. Um, but he doesn't fall for that. Because as he's walking past him on the stairs, he just snaps his neck. Yep. He's so like, bye well, bye Cameron. I'm here. So gonna gonna just get him. And then instead of going out the literally open front door, Allison goes to her left. <laughs> Further into the house. Yes. And he's got her and he's about to stab her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do it. Just do it. And it's like, why? Um, and Karen runs in with a pitchfork. Because mm-hmm. they had also figured out exactly where he was going. Right. Because it's not that fucking hard to figure out. And <laughs> Which I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is the reason that she's yelling do it at first is to make it seem like she wants him to kill her. Oh, like. And then she actually is actually seeing Karen and say, yelling at her to do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe she has that thing of, like, reserve... Maybe she's trying to, like, reverse psychology in. Right. Right? Where, like, if he's feeding off of your fear and you're like, no, I want you to kill me, he's going to be like, boom. And then... Well, that's the thing. Like, how they set this up, it could have been five different things. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple reasons why she could have yelled it. We yeah, don't know why. Honest. Or she could have just been, like, suicidal because she right. has seen, like, eight people that she loves die in the last 24 hours right which is, would also be a, a you know a little fucked up understandable reaction mm-hmm. and i think so what happens next i think is the most egregious example of just you don't need to keep explaining what's happening right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh wait 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 wait. sorry just need to go back just because another silly thing allison while uh what's his name again cameron cameron thank you <laughs> Allison, while Cameron is getting attacked, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> she turns off the record. Yeah, she's like she's in the room with the with the two dead gay men, and the record playing. And her reaction when he when his gun goes off while he's getting pushed into the wall is to stop the record from <laughs> from playing. <laughs> Allison is not a fan of Anne Murray. Thank you very much. No. She doesn't want to listen to that anymore. She said, "I don't want that." <laughs> this is not a song to die to. No. We're done here. This is not fitting with the vibe of murder. Okay? <laughs> so yeah, just had to bring that up real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
No, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's a good little moment. It's a good little like, why? Mm-hmm. Why did you do that moment? There's so many. But yes, so the most egregious example, I think, in the entire film of you don't have to keep explaining this mm-hmm. happens when... So Karen has pitchforked Michael in the back, mm-hmm. right? She's gotten him down the stairs. She's tried to curb stomp him. Didn't work. But she tried. He's down for a second. But she knows he's going to get back up, so she grabs his mask because she knows he's going to be real mad if he doesn't have his mask. Mm-hmm. And that he is absolutely going to come after her to get his mask back and not continue to focus on Allison. Absolutely. Right? Which is... So mm, she has smart. the mask. She walks out the front door. Well, I mean, if it's not it's not, if it's not, not smart, it's just like you do anything to protect your kid. Right? right? So like, yeah. come and kill me. That's fine. Right. But like, you get away from my daughter. Right. So she got a mask. She says, you want your mask back? Come and get it. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into another fucking monologue. And all she needed to say was you want your mask back, come and get it. And that was the end leave. of the dialogue in the scene. And then he will chase you and you will go. But he's like, but instead she's like, if you're going to kill somebody, take me. I'm an innocent woman, just like your sister was. It was Halloween night. She was right up there. You killed her. Do you remember? And it's like, of course he fucking remembers. He did he it. He did it. <laughs> He's reliving it over and over and over and over again. It's his whole thing. It's his trigger. It's his thing. It's his whole thing. It's his whole personality. <laughs> he hasn't spoken since that day. Tell him. Eh. <laughs> it's true though. Like, it's just there's just so much. It's just like you know what? Just give these fuckers a copy of Strunk and White. Just like to eliminate unnecessary words. You don't need to say all this. We get it. We get what she's doing. We understand. She's taunting him with the mask so that he follows her out. Also, I'm pretty sure the mask she's holding is like CGI. It looks weird. but It does look weird. It looks weird, right? Yeah. I don't know why, but it looks weird. But yeah, the the whole monologue is, is completely unnecessary. Unnecessary. It's almost like the writers are like, clearly no one has seen the original Halloween. That is exactly what this entire movie feels like. Yes. You're either, you're all dumb... Mm-hmm. Or you've never seen one single fucking Halloween movie, including the one that this is a direct sequel to. Yep. So we're just going to have to like explain everything for you. Because do they not do a recreation or essentially of that scene in the original one or in the 2018 one of him killing his sister? Um, I don't remember. I could have sworn that there was like some sort of, fla- I'm pretty sure there was a flashback scene in it where they expanded the scene more oh yeah right right, wasn't that the opening sequence yeah um so like you already told us you know we know we know i know we've seen the fucking movie but like we didn't forget everything and also like (laughs) all of these movies are readily available yes like no one goes into these movies cold it's the 14th fucking film in the franchise you're not just gonna watch this one as your first one no if you are then Stop. Well, then you won't be confused because they explain everything. Yeah. You're fully aware of the whole thing. So the mask thing was a trap. Yes. Sorry. Back on track. The mask thing was a trap. She she sort of routes him through the neighborhood a little bit. She drops the mask in the middle of a road. And then there's the mob, mm-hmm. right? Waiting for him. Right. So you've got, you know, ex-sheriff Racket. And they all just stand around and let him put his mask back on. Which instead I'm... of just immediately shooting him. Which, again, okay, so this is saying 
this is saying that I, as the writer, has not have not watched the movie apparently, <laughs> um, or I the. Let me rephrase. No, this is saying that I, the entire mob, mm-hmm. have no idea what happened. Right. Because like they know nothing of this man. Like clearly, like in in a way, he gets his power somewhat from the mask. From being able to hide. Yes. He has to hide. If he is exposed, he will hide. Yes. Until he can get his mask back. Mm -hmm. He will not act. So don't wait for him to put the mask back on until you go to kill him. He will beat your ass. And he does. He beats an entire goddamn town. Mm -hmm. The entire town cannot take him down. Yeah, they have a good, a good 20 to 30 people. Yep. Surrounding him. Mm-hmm. And they, to Various be fair, at, at first, they do take him down. They do. They take him down. Karen stabs him in the neck. Yep. Or kind of the, the back. upper spine. Yeah. Not a good place to be stabbed. No. But while that would potentially, like, maybe paralyze you. At the very least. Um, One, Michael Myers. It's Michael. Come on. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. You, he was literally burning in a house. Not 24 hours ago. And again, no one has just walked up and shot the motherfucker in the brain. No. Ma'am, you were literally holding that knife. Why did you not just stab him in the head? Stab him in the head. Brain. Go for the brain. But. Think of him like a zombie. Right. (laughs) Destroy the brain. But that's not what happens. That's not what happens. She goes back to the Myers house to comfort her daughter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And of course her daughter's like. Talking about Michael in the same way they were talking about her father earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like the same lines. Yes. Frank and Lori, who are still at the hospital, because they're still supremely injured. Mm-hmm. Supremely? Severely injured. Are talking about how Michael is not human. He has transcended humanity. Mm-hmm. And as if on cue, he pops back up, kills Brackett, kills Tommy Doyle, like... Kills the entire mob with ease. Kills the entire mob with ease. This movie is just so incredibly bleak. Mm -hmm. You brought back Tommy Doyle and Lonnie and all of these characters just to immediately kill them all. Yep. Like, he just gets all of them. Yeah, the only one that survives... Is Lindsay, because she was at the hospital. Right. Because she, like... She's the only one that Because she ran and she hid and she didn't try to fucking confront him. I mean, I guess she did it first, but like when she realized it wasn't going to work, she ran and she yeah. hid. Yeah, she got the fuck out of there. So while Michael is killing the entire goddamn mob, uh, Karen and Allison are back at the Myers house. Karen is standing on the sidewalk and she sees Michael as a little boy standing in the window. Mm-hmm. So she walks up there as if in a trance to stand in the exact place where Judy Myers was standing on that fateful Halloween night in 1963 when she was killed by her six-year-old brother. Mm -hmm. And you can guess what happens next. Michael walks in and kills her. Mm -hmm. And it is shot in such a way that it... It evokes the scene in the original when Judy gets killed. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny because that... Character is played by Judy Greer. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> they made a like, choice. So uh, Judy is going to die here tonight. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be this one instead of that one. Right. Uh, so now she's dead. 
And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It's just remarkably fucking bleak. Like, yeah. in in addition to being dumb, it's just so... And I understand that this was always meant to be the, the center film, right? So it can't really have, like, a... Like, a concrete resolution because like right. it has to continue yeah absolutely but i saw a tweet and i i'm sorry i can't like credit the tweet because it was you know twitter just these days like you can never find a tweet again once nope. you see it but i saw a tweet that was just like so here's a fun thing you could go straight from halloween to halloween ends and have with the exception of karen's death mm-hmm. nothing else that that happens in this movie is relevant not at all nothing else carries forward Nothing else is necessary. The only thing is that Karen is dead, which is why Allison is living with Lori. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing you need to know. And so it's just like, I think they called it like a void, where it's just like this this like weird thing where, and it's just so bleak, and they brought all these characters back just to kill them. And like they set up, and I I don't want to say too much because like, I, I don't want to spoil the the other movie and obviously we're going to review it in like you know 10 minutes but mm-hmm. they set up this whole thing that he's like inhuman right and then the next movie the theme is very much that no he actually is just a human so it's like make up your minds <laughs> which one is it which one <laughs> is he human or not can you kill him or not <laughs> maybe so that is it for Halloween Kills and thank god because it almost killed me yep uh Thank you for listening to our yelling. It's <laughs> a lot great. of yelling. Yeah, we've been... I appreciate you understanding like, our anger. <laughs> we're at like two and a half hours of this raw recording, by the way. You're going to have yeah. to cut it down a little. Just a smidge. Just a tad. Just a little bit. Yep. So it's so funny. When we like something, we don't have nearly as much to say about it. No, we can bust through a movie that we love in 15 minutes. We're like, this is great. Yeah. This is awesome. Really, it's just great. And then if it's bad, we're like, we're going to tell you every single second that it's bad. Um, Katie, I do have to ask. What? How many screams do you rate this? This one? Yeah. Oh, God. What was that out of again? Six and a half? Six and a half. Like, two. Yeah, I was going to give it like a 1.5 to two. Yeah. One, and, one and three quarters. One I'm going to give it a quarters. one and three quarters. Um, I'm going to give it a one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it one whole point because the gore in this is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. And a three quarters because the cinematography is uh, is a B plus. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I kind of give it, you know, I, I give it credit for at least having good people in it, even if it doesn't give them good material. That's fair. Yeah, there's no good And like material. I said, I do I do enjoy the fan service of bringing back all these characters. It just felt pointless to bring them all back just to immediately kill them off. Yep. Uh, join us next week when we will be discussing Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to this sequel. I have not seen it. Oh. I haven't seen it. Which is funny, because I'm, like, obsessed with The Shining. It did, I will say, it did take me a minute to watch it. I did not see it in theaters. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, until then, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. We have a uh, we have an Instagram at FN Frights Podcast. We have a Twitter at FN Frights Pod. We have a YouTube if you search Friday Night Frights Podcast. Same thing, we'll find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a website at fmfrightspodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can scream at us at scream at fmfrightspodcast.com. And then there is our Patreon, The Fright Club. And Sean? Yes, Katie. What's the first rule of Fright Club? 
The first rule of Fright Club is mob mentality is never the answer. Especially when you're really fucking bad at being a mob. Yeah, let's just fully, full stop. I mean, <laughs> clearly they're just not good at this. No. They kill the wrong guy or cause the death of the wrong guy. Right. And then one fucking man takes them all out. Yep. <laughs> Easily. Like, you thought you had this. No, bo- 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 bye. Nope. Y'all got too cocky. Yeah. Just don't do it. So, gays and ghouls, tune in next Friday night. You'll be in for a fright. But until then. <laughs> <laughs>